Hello and welcome back to the For Foot Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow. And on this pod, we speak about the newly released content this past week, or lack of it, the upcoming Team of the Season promo. And we also get into a final discussion regarding the European Super League proposal. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy. Right, and let's get into the podcast. Today we have three returning guests. First returning guest is Zaloni. Salonis, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Mr. Bristow. Second returning guest is Greg Hartley. Greg, welcome back. Cheers, I'm on again, mate. And our third returning guest is King Lampard. King Lampard, welcome back. Cheers for the invite, Bristol. There we go. Got out finally. Today we're going to go over the, to begin with the new content we've had. It's been very far and few between. We've had three new icons with Dalglish, Essien, Del Biero, obviously end of era Aguero too. And then apart from that, not too much. I know they've gone ahead and released a few little league specific challenges for obviously getting into tots now. And I believe they did release an 83 plus time 10 pack, which I've seen a few guys open up, but I think you obviously be better off to save that pack for Tots itself. But obviously we're going to start with the first with the three icons. Zell, I want to go to you first here. What have you made of the three new icons released this past week? Uh, too little, too low. I think that's an easy way of summarizing these icons. Um, by On previous FIFAs with the icon SBCs, we had every icon, I think, basically by this point. Um, Dalglish and SCN are very good but they're not end game um, one thing I would say about any good SBCs that are released now is if you, especially with the icon ones they're available for like two months if you save your red picks and get gold plus you're probably going to be able to do Dalglish or SCN for a few hundred K if that and get a very good icon for the rest of FIFA um, Del Piero has some good stats, but just doesn't play very well on FIFA. Um, yeah, Dalglish and Essien are very good, but yeah, I think we should have had R9, Hullet, players like that by now, even if they cost more. And then I looked at the price of them, and I thought, that's not bad, actually. And then I looked at what they are on the market, and I didn't realise the market had crashed that much. They're not actually that cheap compared to the tradable versions. I saw, that's the crazy thing as well. I looked earlier at uh, Moments Balak, so when I did an SPC earlier, and I think Balak, the SPC, when I, when I originally did, it was around 1.1, 1.2 million. I looked at his market value today and it was 600K. And he, wow. I think he's still out right now. So the crash is real. And obviously with like, Sadal Gleesh and SCN Del P, these cards will be so much cheaper than the SPC value, give or take or in one or two weeks. Obviously with the release of Tots coming this Friday. So I think obviously if you do want to do any of these, wait a little bit. Greg, what have you made of these icons? Are you happy with them or not? Um, I think... Uh... I think Zell said it, you know, hit the nail on the head. Like, I think they're a little bit too late. Like, if you look at them and think, yeah, wow, great players. A couple of months too, too late, I think. Um, I won't mind trying that, Daglish. Um, but other than that, like I said, a little too late. Just give us an R9. It's, we're nearly at the end of the game. Give us something that we could probably get within a couple of weeks if we grinded the game a little bit. Obviously, there'll be still be expensive SBCs if it was an R9 or Hullet, but at least they'll be there for, to, you know, for us to grind. But they're not going to give them us an... I don't think many people are going to be able to, you know, see them 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 cars this year. Yeah, I think I I hope that obviously with the first few weeks of tots, so they start releasing some of these bigger ones. At least I don't mind if they're expensive, but at least if they are expensive, they give us enough time to, to complete them throughout the whole tots promo. And like I said as well, with these red picks too, we can kind of chuck them in if we need to or get dupes. And I'm sure they will be releasing kind of league specific guaranteed tots SPCs throughout the promo. Although I am a little bit nervous. That they might revert back to the party bag format 
and then go ahead and chuck in and say you'll get we get a guaranteed EFL community prem all these leagues in one party pack and dilute it completely. And honestly, I think that might happen. I hope they don't include. I hate pre- party bags. I just want to say that I hate party bags. And I just hope they don't include previous promos in these party bags. That's honestly, I'm nervous about this happening. I don't know. The last few years, we've had kind of guaranteed promo packs. Again, like I think with Future Stars, we've had, I think we had a few guaranteed Future Stars one, what if one, but it could happen. And that's what I'm nervous about. But Langpard, obviously being a Chelsea fan, are you going to get Essien done too? And I obviously know you've done Drogba too. Have you liked Drogba previously as well? Um, actually, it was the first time I've ever had a Drogba card on FIFA. Um, and I've been liking him. Um, he's been good so far, but I'm 100% doing an Essien throughout team of the season. I'm hoping to bring back player picks during team of the season because obviously when player picks are out, it's so much easier to craft these icon cards. Um, like I said, they're very expensive now, but with player picks, that easily halves the price of them if you grind through player picks. And obviously you need a little bit of luck as well. But besides Essien, Del Piero, it's not it. Like he's low balance, uh, like really low balance, and it just kills the card. Low pace, low physical. It's not good. It's basically just another Baggio. Um, Dag Leash looks very good. My mate Dilsey packed his prime the other day, and he's been raving about him nonstop for the last week. Um, so his moments up, but it's just not. It's it's one of those cards where there's yeah, it's a great card, but there's also so many options that are similar. Um, so unless you have a connection, and it's the same with Essien, I have a connection to Essien. So being a Chelsea fan, so I'm going to do him eventually. And we do have. I'm looking right now. There's 53 days remaining on him. Um, I'll do them. Try team of season as Sal said there with um, red picks, and then obviously player picks coming as well. Hopefully that he'll be cheap enough to do. So that's the only one I'll do. But besides that, it's too little, too late. Obviously, so also, I was going to say to put into perspective um, the price of these icons as well. I've just had a quick look. Team of the year De Bruyne is eight hundred k on Xbox. SCM is a lot more for the SBC. I think is one point one mil tradable. I know they have the icon links. Of course, that does matter. But like. I think we'd all agree there's not a comparison between SCN and De Bruyne's team of the year. Yeah. De Bruyne's yeah, team's yeah. way better. Yeah. <laughs> De Bruyne is miles better. And then Lewandowski doesn't have the weak foot of Dalglish, but he's he's definitely a better card than Moments Dalglish. He's 400k cheaper. Like, yeah, they're not that hard to link in either. You just put a decent Bayern player like Davies' team of the year or. Cancelo, who will get team of the season, and you've already got like a way better player. Like these icons are overpriced because of how rare EA make them. But if people are doing these SBCs, like Langpard said, because they've got a link, if you're a Liverpool fan for Dalglish or Chelsea fan for Essien, fair enough. But for people just looking to improve the team, KDB, Lewandowski, some team of the years are way better and a lot cheaper. And that's the thing as well. So we're touching a little bit. It's the market crash right now. I think I looked, checked early on PS. I know obviously Neymar, Mbappe, Ronaldo are all below 350k. I think obviously it'd be a little bit cheaper too on Xbox. But even obviously with Lewandowski, I looked at, I think Davies earlier as well, a hell of a lot cheaper now. A lot of these cards, if you've been smart of your coins, are very viable to get now. I think I looked at earlier, the team of the year Messi is around 2.5 million on PlayStation. These cards, I think, will keep dropping throughout TOTS. But obviously, I think everyone's expecting TOTS to be as good as previous years. 
like we always say on the podcast, is it's hard to compare this fee for the previous years because the power curve has been slow, so slow getting to these kind of top cards. And I'm half thinking that we're going to get to Tots, be disappointed, and some of these cards might even go up in price. But it's banking on whether EA want to release a big promo and whether they want to go all out or whether they want to be smart about it and make sure the game goes all the way up until, I mean, past Euros and into close to the uh, into the next FIFA. We are going to go over kind of your guys' preparation for TOTS. Well, Greg, I want to start with you first. So are you doing anything right now to prepare yourself for Team of the Season? Um, I've, I've done a couple of SBCs. I did um, I played a couple of drafts, actually, as well. Just to, just to stack the packs, but nothing major. Obviously, uh, you always get the people like Teaser Legend, the people like that be saving like, you know, five hundred packs, and we'll do that. Obviously, do the the end game, uh, the end game streams that a lot of people tune into, but not on that. You know, not that um, to that extent. But here and there, I'll, I'll, every week, I'll, I'll save my rewards. I'll do obviously uh, the SBCs of Matty Mackie matchups and stuff like that on Thursday, and just keep them and have what ten, fifteen, maybe maybe twenty packs to open on or, or, on Friday uh, for for the team of the season, just because. This, this EFL one, I don't think there's anybody really in there that's going to come into my team right now. So are you going to try and hold off and open these packs on Friday? Are you going to wait until kind of a prem one? Uh, I'll probably open them on Friday just uh, just for, you know, content. But uh, I think the, probably the prem one's probably, what, a month off uh, or something like that, maybe? Um, so it's normally maybe the first week, I think. The prem is the first week. Okay, well... I, I might be wrong there, but I think the prem's normally the first. Normally the first they one. start off with the prem team this season, don't they? Yeah, sure. yeah I think prem probably. should be in the second week. Of the Prem. I think Prem is going to come with Saudi League this year, so mm-hmm. yeah. should, should come early, hopefully. Well, I mean, I think it's the first made. We get the community every year, yeah. then I think they normally do Prem straight away. Yeah, should be. I think from what I've seen, I think Prem's going to be the first one, and I think La Liga will be last. Um, I've seen no Langpard. If he doesn't have any leaks, he'll be able to confirm us, confirm for us, but I'm not sure if there's been too many already. But Langpard, what are you doing yourself to prepare for team of the season? Um... Basically nothing. Um, my club is completely dried. Um, I've, I've, just, I've started an RTG yesterday, um, a team of season, World of Glory. And um, I currently have more coins on this account than I do on my main account. The main account that I have spent three grand on this year, by the way, um, that I've gone completely untradeable team. And I have about three or four players that are tradable in it. And that's Road to the Final of Varane, Footbirth Mendy, Footbirth de Awar, um, and I can't think of whoever the fourth card is. Um, but I'm completely dried up in that account. I think I've like six or seven K just from after doing Drogba. I've done five icon packs on my account. I've just completely rinsed my account. Um, so I really, I really actually have nothing on my main account. But I'm looking forward. The Road to Glory team of the season should be a good um, refresh for myself. Um, hopefully it gets me back interested in the game i found last weekend very hard to get motivation to play the games i didn't finish my games i just left it on goal one or goal three um and that was the first weekend in a long while where i've had time but no motivation so hopefully team of season gives me a little bit of a kick up again did you, did you stop at goal three by choice is it or is it because you couldn't reach goal one? less 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 of that now max less of that um no i did i did stop by uh by choice um i was i, I was i was comfortably goal two um i could have got goal one on a push but um i probably was going to bottle goal one so I, I i saved my blushes by stopping by choice 
Okay, I, that's what I thought your answer was going to be. Try and beat around the bush a little bit. Um, and Zaloni, so I know I've spoken to you a bit beforehand as well. Like, are you doing any team this season prep right now or not? Yeah, I'm really grinding. I've been grinding World of Warcraft like mad the last few weeks. And that just goes to show kind of... I think as well, FIFA the past week as well. But I know the past two days, we've had nothing. Literally nothing. There's been one or two SPCs here and there. So I think EA always know before a big promo, they can afford to do nothing. Because come team of the season, everyone's going to come back to the game, running back. Everyone's forgot the icon scandal from a few weeks ago, which was huge, <laughs> huge at the time. So, yeah, like, so, no, basically no content this week, and everyone will, will go crazy for... Well, to be fair, um, over the last two days, with all the scandals gone on in the world, I, I've even forgot FIFA existed, so... Um, I think he, I, yeah, even happy I even mentioned FIFA, I got told, Zell, this isn't a time to even mention FIFA. The world's <laughs> ending. <laughs> And obviously, we will get into the European Super League discussion come the end of the podcast. And obviously, on Tuesday right now, we've had some good news. But I said, we'll, we'll speak about it come the end. But obviously, this Friday, we do have the release of the community team season and EFL. We do have a few predictions that we've seen beforehand too. And the community might be, there could be a few cards in it. Obviously, you've got Chiesa, you've got an Alaba, one Masaka and Don Bele. There's a few cards here and there that aren't too bad. But obviously, I think community one's always the kind of, it's a little taste of what we're going to have. Then the EFL one is, there's usually one or two players here and there. Obviously, I know potentially there is an extra city player there, Matt J. Um, Ivan Tony's not bad either. But again, these are two kind of just kind of starter ones here. Langpad, I want to start with you first here. Looking at the two kind of predictions we've got here. Are you, is there any cards here that you might think about getting? Or are you kind of happy with your team currently? Um, the EFL one's kind of always really a bit of a hit or miss, really, unless you support an EFL club. It, they're kind of similar to icons. It's one part of the year where people who are fans of lower league clubs like Exeter or something like that uh, can actually have a little bit of enjoyment with some of their fan favorite players that had a good season. Um, and then the community team of the season is kind of just a, it's kind of a team of the season to get rid of people's save packs. So a lot of people will start saving packs over like the last two, three weeks. Um, and then they'll see the community in the season they'll be like maybe two, three good cards in it and uh, people will go a hell for letter on that but um, the predictions at the moment there's not really like I see Alaba has a nice looking potential card same with Wan-Bissaka if they do get in um, but it'd be on Valverde as well they're the three cards that I'm looking at that are interested but the three of them are defensive cards and that's not really much fun like you want Nice attacking players to have a bit of fun with, but there doesn't really seem to be anything that's too crazy. I see Harry Barnes has one, but he already has a future stars, which is quite decent. No skill um, moves on Exactly, yeah. And I don't know whether this year they're going to go heavy on upgrading weak foot and skill moves. Um, but hopefully, hopefully they do. Like, because, like, I guess everyone says it's it's coming. This is coming to the end of FIFA. We want to just have fun. Just make the cards juiced. Just give us the cards and make the card juiced. I don't care if I come up against full team of season teams I want one myself like especially on my RTG account I want to have fun that and use fun players like okay yeah if they're 86 87 red players make them fun give them like 99 agility with five star skills if they're like a, a winger make them usable so I hope hopefully that is the promos haven't been bad they've been more down in previous years but um, team season could be very interesting obviously you, I know you said earlier as well you've only got kind of three or four tradable players in your club are you going to look to try and get rid of those fairly soon to free up coins or what are you going to do with your main team? 
I don't really know. Like I said, that the two two of the main tradable players I have is Rose of the Final Varane and Footpart and Mendy. And there's not going to be many people, many players that are going to get in a team of season that's going to be better than those two cards. Um, so I, I doubt it, unless someone comes in and actually really pleases me with them. But both the final Varane and Mendy are doing a quite good job and they'll probably stay for the rest of FIFA. Because I've already lost a lot of coins in them at the moment. It is. I think I bought Mendy for 1.1 million. I think he's like 600k now. And then Varane, since he got his upgrade, it's gone down 500k as well. So... I've already lost like a lot of coins. Um, so there's no real point in me selling out. Um, but I do have a good team, so I should have good weekend leagues to hopefully bring my balance back up. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that if you can get back to uh, goal one again to get those rewards. Um, yeah, hopefully. Zalonis, what are you making of the community in EFL? Are you kind of looking forward to this or not really? Um, it's the calm before the storm, really. The community one... Like obviously, as we'll probably mention in the European Super League, but English football in particular has a great pyramid in history of the game. There's lots of fans of these teams. I support Aston Villa, so not too much care about the players that are in here. Buendia could be good. He's got a good objective or milestone card. Um, I think he's four-star, four-star. There's not a lot of great right wingers. He's Argentinian. He could be like with a right chem style, not miles off end game. And I'm not even joking about that one because he has a, he's a good FIFA player if you give him the, in the right stats. Um, the community one, Alaba could be good. We're like, I think Longpad summed it up. We're not going to get a top tier attacker, are we, in the community one? So for me, I'm just kind of waiting for the good leagues. I haven't played a full weekend league in about a month and a half. I got a bit bored of sweating my ass off against the matchmaking has been awful last few months I think they've made it harder this year I had nine pro or top 100 players in one week played really well got top 100 and then got like I think my best pull was an 83 rate from the 11 team of the week pack so I made like 250k and I just think at that point about a month and a half ago I just said I'm waiting till team of the season to bother weekly that's my favourite thing about team of the season that we actually can make decent coins and everyone can you still get at least one good red pick. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, with the uh, with the release, obviously with the team of the uh, season as well, with the red picks, but also will be the team of the week pack will be a guaranteed top yeah, pack on it as well. So it, yeah. that should be pretty good as well. But Greg, what what are your initial thoughts with the EFL and community teams? And do you think you can try and change your team around too much to get some of these guys in or not? Um, what we change the team around? Because when I get my team, I kind of stick with it. Um, I tr I've been trying Atal. I took my beautiful card Maras out. And my headliner, uh, I put him on the bench, which I shouldn't have. Um, and I tell him, but it was just it, it the dynamic team changed, and I, I was, I guess, I was so used to. I know I was talked about the um, uh, the work rates um, about he think you just think they're about stamina, but for me with my race because he's medium medium, he was always there between my uh, my CDMs and my striker. Where if I played Neymar there, he was running off. Um, so yeah, so I, I try to tell. Uh, I had to go back uh, to Mars and uh, he he, uh, he he made a difference this weekend. But for my team, I'm looking at team this, the team this season. Um, obviously, the the community on right now. Maybe you, you know you maybe put try Bailey or end on Bailey. Wambasaka would be a good addition. Uh, he would he would slip right into that. I would love to you know would love to try him. Obviously, you know, I'm a United fan. Um, the, the overall like the, the card that people rumour it to be looks good. You know, and, and your Alba as well. That's probably it. 
with the EFL as well, I'll probably won't touch one of them. If I get one, um, you know, I get one, you know, I'll probably sell it straight away. I probably won't go anywhere in my team. But like Zell said, probably waiting for the, the higher end, um, you know, uh, league earns, the prems, um, what my team is kind of based around already. So, yeah, I think we're just going to wait for them and, and see if we actually get some pulls this year. It should be interesting. Obviously, today they have obviously changed the loading screen. And I know they have gone ahead and they've they've gone and said that the, the teams will be reduced to only 15 players in each team, which I think kind of opens the door up for some more objective players and SVC players. I know the, the previous mm. year it was 20 players per team. But um, a question here from Rini Langpar. Do you think, what, what are your thoughts on the reduction of top squad sizes to only 15 players? I'll be 100% honest with everyone. Um, obviously, what else have gone on on social media the last two days, I completely missed that I didn't even know that's this is news to me and it's kind of a bit weird like it's I don't know why they would have reduced it like th that was always the best thing about team of season though, that there was so many cards you had two full teams of players in packs which made it quite I'd say an easy to pack team of season but compared to other promos there was just I remember team of season is the one you always hit the most of um, I think I remember last year's Premier League team of season I think I packed like 15 players from the Premier League Bamiyang being one of them and three times over um, and I think it was going for like 1.2 1.3 mil as well at the time um, so that's a bit of a it's a bit weird and I don't understand the reason behind it um, but hopefully hopefully they'll give us other cards like obviously object I know they will but hopefully they give us more cards hopefully they get, we get if they brought back daily SPCs it'd be a mad one they brought back like five daily SPCs every day um, obviously that's Monday to Friday Monday to Friday we had five SPCs would be decent um, to replace to replace those missing players but no, that's very weird that's actually caught me off guard now and I don't really know how to actually respond to it <laughs> I, I'm partially thinking that they might do something similar to Foot Birthday where they left out kind of a lot of the better players in the promo made them SPCs so if you wanted to do mm. these cards your coins are then tied up, tied up to that player and if you need more coins, you've got to either buy packs or do something other, another way to get them. And it's smart from EA. Again, people are going to want to try and do some of these SPCs. But obviously, you know that the cards released in the first few teams will be so much cheaper come the end of the promo. But as, because it's an SPC, you're kind of stuck with that card. Um, so we've got a question here from Stream Giant. It says, how do you think EA determines community TOTS nominees? For example, Tyra Mings is a nominee and he's not even the best CB at Villa. What's your take on this? Uh, Tyron Mings gets chastised a lot at Aston Villa and some games he's pissed me off because he's he's a ball-playing centre-back. He's like a really poor version of Rio Ferdinand that he tries to get the ball down, play, and actually keep the ball. And I like how he tries to play, but this season he's made like three or four really bad errors where he's like just... I mean, I don't know if you saw it against Liverpool where Salad missed a sitter, where Mings just completely miscontrolled it. And he's done that quite a few times this year. And at centre-back, you get hounded for a missed interception or an awful mistake a lot more than a striker who misses 17 clear-cut chances in the game and then scores a two-yard tapping to win the game. Um, so I don't think he's been as bad as people made out. He's had a good season, but just made a few mistakes. Cons is the best centre-back at Villa. And I think he's got an outside chance at the Prem team of the season. Probably not, though, if it's 15. Um, the, to about that 15 thing, by the way, the only good part of it, I'd say, 
is you have a better chance of getting a good red pick if there's not as much bad players in it. If it's the best 11, you've got more chance of getting a good one. But um, I honestly looked at the community team of season nominees and had no idea how they've picked it. There's players I've never heard of in there. And I would like to think I know quite a lot about football. There's players I've never even seen on that nominees from some random leagues. So I don't really know. Maybe they use a stats website. Um, EA do stats for the fantasy Premier League, don't they? The official one. They might use who scored, something like that. Mings, generally, because he passes a lot and scores a few goals, gets ranked quite highly. So maybe he's on there because of his those type of stats. But um, there's not really much transparency in how they do the vote or how they use our votes. It just says final discretion's up to them. Yeah, I know. I know. Previous years they've gone off. They couldn't have had an inform, but I know this this year they've changed it to. I don't think anyone, any player in the community team of the season could have had more than one inform. So that's why there's a few guys there who've had one inform, like Valverde, who could be in the community team of the season. Another question here from Wilbur Game. Just you know, ask this one to you, Greg. Uh, what league or particular player are you most excited for during the team of the season? I would love to see a Tavernier in the rest of the world. Um, he's been one of my favorite right backs, so I would love to get an upgraded version for him. Um, he's probably not going to get one, but I would love to have Amara's team of the uh, team of the year as well. Uh, he's been my favorite card this year, hands down. He's been pretty player. good. He's been pretty good this year, Amara's. Yeah, I'm just not sure it's consistent enough because no, I, he's been he's been good in the the cups and the Champions League, but for me, like he's 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 got a couple of informs. Um, but other than that, just because I've loved his headliner card and it hit, he should be due an upgrade to 90 on Wednesday. So, um, no, Maris yeah. plays really well on FIFA. He's sick yeah. on the ball. Yeah, he's really good on the ball. And him, so, him behind Neymar was, is just fantastic. So, I think them two, I would love to get trying to get a, a, a top, top upgrade. He could get a flashback. Um, could do. I sw- didn't he, did he have a flashback? Not, yeah, I know he got a team of the season card last year, but I'm pretty sure the year before he might have had a flashback. When Leicester won the league. Yeah, but it, I think he got one last year before. But obviously, that's the thing as well. There could be a few flashbacks of players who don't get in it. So we'll see about that. I haven't done a David Louise yet this year, have they? So. Oh, God. David Louise gets one every. <laughs> a nice, nice little CDM character of David Louise incoming. <laughs> yeah. Right. And likewise, any specific players or leagues that you're looking forward to in team this season as well? Yeah, like, obviously, Premier League is the easy one, obviously, because I'm a Chelsea fan. So hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping for. One or two Chelsea players. Personally, I'm hoping, I, and I think he might have a chance as well, Mason Mount, um, whether it be an SPC or something along the lines of it. Um, I've really enjoyed using his UCL Live card, and because he still has an active UCL Live card, he mightn't get one. Um, the same way with Mares having a headliners card that's only after recently been upgraded and not having, like he hasn't had a bad season. He's in contention, obviously, for the team of the season. Um, I could see the two of them either being in it or obviously not being in it. It's only the two options you have, really. Um, but I'd love personally if those two cards were in it. They've been easily the two of the most fun cards I've used. Uh, Mason Mount on a kind of like a personal connection, and then Mara is just for personal enjoyment. Um, he's he's been phenomenal for me. He's like I think he's the most goal scored and assisted in my club, um, and he's easily the best value for money card I've ever got this year. So if he got if he gets a team this season, I'll be all over it. Um, board, especially Mount. If I get Mount team of season, he is um, staying in the club until FIFA 22 is to come out. Obviously, with the uh, with these leagues as well, are you going to try and target one league to do a lot of upgrades and then kind of space that up for the rest? You're going to just try and target Premier. 
Uh, just just prem. It's just it, like one. It's it's the easiest team to do. I'll probably do a good bit for the French league as well, as I do have a lot of French players in my team, like most people do. Um, and there'll probably be like the French league upgrades are pretty decent year in year out because the lack of French rares, um, in the league. So usually you get a good chance of packing a team, a couple of team of seasons out of the French league. Um, but that'll probably be, I presume. Going on previous years, the French league will probably won't be one of the last teams. I think it's like the one, the second last week is usually um, League One and Serie A, so it'll probably be the same this year again. And obviously, yeah, with the two, I mean, two of the best players in the game this year, I've seen Neymar and Mbappe. I don't think Neymar will be will be in the team this season, but there's probably a big chance he does get some kind of special card or SPC. He's, he's, he sells packs, you know. He'll be he'll be in the team of the season. He sells packs. It's EA's choice. EA will put him in. Him and Mbappe will sell packs. That's that's as simple as like he's been. He could play ten games in a season, score three goals. He'll be in team of the season. That's unfortunately that's the way EA works. But then again, if people don't, if the EA don't put him in, people will kick out saying, "Oh, it's not a good team of the season. EA ruined it." So EA get the EA get the blame no matter what way they go. The thing as well with him is that because he's only had one inform all year, only had one special card all year, that it's perfect for EA to put him into something now. I think yeah. if if they knew they weren't going to include him in any kind of team of the season team or SPC of some sort, they could have easily put him into say a what if promo or a uh, for birthday promo something like that. But I think not only give him that inform, nothing else kind of shows that he's going to get another card. He has to because he's one of the best in the game. And it's it's interesting as you said, like he's only got one inform. Um, I he probably hasn't been consistent throughout the whole season. Um, and I know PSG have struggled in the league. I think they're like they're currently second behind Lille. I think they're three points off Lille or something. Um, and I was kind of surprised he wasn't kind of thrown into the community team. But then again, as I said a while ago, EA don't really like to um, push the community team this season too much. That's just one to tease people into opening all their store packs and then they release the good teams. Then when no one has any packs or coins left. Yeah, I think like, there will be probably a handful of decent players, and that will tempt people to open them. But obviously, like I said, if you want, if you have a lot of untradeable players in your team from certain leagues, just wait for that league, and then obviously go through these upgrades, things like that. And obviously, yeah. we're near the end. Empty club a little bit and try and get for that. We'll obviously look at look ahead past Tots as well. I I believe I fully believe that Tots will be died down a little bit to allow for some bigger promos after. But I want to move ask a question here to you, Greg. Uh, do you think Tots has been dialed back to release late promos of better players? And do you think this is good for the game, extending its cycle, or is it just making Tots less hyped? It's from Ewan here. Um, to be honest, I, I've I've liked the promos after Tots a lot. Like I think it was like um, was it Footies and uh, other 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 promos like that, where we had like a like a ninety odd Paul Pogba and some of them plays were unbelievable. And it does keep that hype a little bit more. And for a content creator, a streamer, YouTuber, it's it's great. And I'll always be happy to continue making content when there's content there. Obviously, team of the season is what we what we love and what we what we wait for uh, on FIFA. Um, but to keep that content going, I'm always happy for uh, you know content to keep going after team of the season. And I was there. Are you you're on the same lines here? Are you happy for it to go all year round? Are you kind of would you rather be, there be a break between FIFAs? Um, for me. I've stated it numerous times. I think that we pay £50 for a one-year game. We should be getting 
and I say this from day one to day 365, that we should get some some form of content SBCs every day. I don't know why we can't have an SBC every day like we do with Foot Birthday. Um, there's more than enough players in world football that they could do this with. I would like them to do the Madden system where the first month of Madden, the highest rated players in 88. And then every two months it goes up. Basically every month it goes up like one level. So by the last month of Madden, you get 99. Chemistry in Madden's different. You max, you can probably get on the players plus two or three on a stat. So it would work. It would be a drastic change to FIFA. I don't think they'll ever do it. But the power curve in Madden is consistently going up one or two every month. So it rewards you for grinding and stuff. And for me, I don't like the current system where, let's be honest, if you have mid R9 day one, you could use him till the last day of the game. Mid R9 is not much worse than moments R9. So I don't, I, yeah, I would like them to stretch it out more. Um, but yeah, I don't think the current way they operate would do that. So would you rather them kind of re- release, like I say, an R9 or Ronaldo and Messi, but dramat- dramatically drop their rating down? Yeah so, yeah, so the way that Madden does it, do any of you guys like know American football much, the best players? And... Yeah, I know it a little bit. I'll say I'll do yeah, it in America. So, but... <laughs> so Mahomes, the best quarterback, best player, or Rodgers, best quarterbacks in American football right now, they'll be rated 87 or 88 when Madden comes out. Mahomes is known for having like great throw power, which is an important stat on Madden. It's the equivalent for a quarterback of having high pace for a striker on FIFA. Mahomes might have 89 throw power max when the game launches. And you max, you can get it up to plus one or two with chemistry. And then in Madden, they release icons in batches. They release like three or four. They call them legends on Madden, but they release three or four every weekend. FIFA, you could maybe do more than that because there's 100. Um, but like one of the greatest ever American football players is um, uh, Lawrence Taylor. Like a defensive end they might release an 89 of him and then three months later they'll release a 93 and it's just gradual improvements on the stats so Messi at the start maybe would have 85 pace 90 dribbling and then it would go up to 93 when you release the next version of him three months later and for me that way it just prolongs the game Um, it doesn't make its pay to win from day one cards retain um, value less less but that means you get rewarded more for playing throughout the year and in Madden uh, you get re- rewarded just as much playing four months as you do a month in and people are still playing and grinding to get better players on the last week of the game basically no, I like the idea of that I think obviously whatever whatever we can do to make people want to play the game longer the only thing is you know that people the counter argument is going to be is that why don't we have these good players early on and I think that's that's been the argument of a lot of people this year is that they want these top level cards early but EA know that they will keep you playing more and more and more if you are constantly trying to build your team and make it better and yeah, a lot of that a lot of that though is because they want R9 and R9's mid card's not obtainable whereas if you released a 90 R9 a month into the game but then allowed you to, then it was a 93 a few months later EA literally released the moments and team of the year in January February but no one can get them that's the issue to make them a bit more obtainable and grind, I think that's different, isn't it? Yeah. It's a good point that actually as well, like what Zelda said there, there's there's a hundred icons in the game. There's there's not. There's there's four hundred when you think about it. Every icon has four versions. Yeah. Um so they could easily every weekend, even if FIFA is a 52 year week cycle, 
Um, you could easily do what four icons a weekend, probably more, probably do five icons a weekend. And then the last month, obviously, everything's in the game. And like to start off, just dump all the babies out first 20, first eight, nine weeks, just dump a load of baby icons out every weekend. That's it, suits the curve, then up go up to the mids, and then come team of the year after around team of the year time, you're going into the primes. And then after team of the year, uh, coming into the, like the, the fun part of the year, like footwork, etc., you've all the moments cards coming out, and you get give us every cards every weekend. It gives if pe- people love knowing when stuff is going to come out. People like a surprise as well. They could still give us surprises, but people love when they know the schedule. Know that okay, yeah, on Friday at six p.m. we're going to get a promo. People love that. People love when they can check. If they give us a thing where every Monday they give us a new batch of five icons that were in the game for three, four weeks, then people will love that. That'd be thinking about Madden, Madden does that where every single Saturday at 3 p.m. American time, no, UK time, which is like 10 a.m. American time, every weekend there's like minimum three new legends. And yeah. FIFA, you do more. And then every yeah. Wednesday they do flash. They've got like a cycle of three or four different types of cards, whether it's like veterans, so like older players or flashbacks or young players, there's like four or five days a week where you know exactly what content you're getting. You don't know the players, so there's still hype. You don't know what legends it's going to be this week, but you exactly, know you yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah. And that's nearly always daily content. Yeah, same, like, same. We have, okay, yeah, we have Team of the Week on Wednesday, which is, I think everyone will agree here, Team of the Week is dead at the moment. It's irrelevant, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, it's irrelevant after six, seven weeks into the game. Um, unless someone has like a mega player has a mega weekend or whatever. Um and then we have our promos on Friday, which is, okay, yeah, it's a surprise every now and again. Um, but this would be a really good feature into the game. We're just like, okay, yeah, I can SVCs are in the game. Give us, they, they're already dropping three every six months, it feels, at this stage. Um, and then they'll just drop like three sets of three batches in the space of two weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it would be a really good option. A really good feature in the game. It's just whatever, whatever they can do to pro- prolong the game. And, but the issue, the issue is it's kind of changed from the current current kind of way they do it now to that. I think everyone, I think last year was probably one of the, the best years or one of the most most times people have played the whole year. I think obviously with Summer Heat, I don't think anyone's played FIFA Ultimate Team as much as they did last year. And I know lockdown plays a part in that too. But the fact is usually we get, we get through tots, we have footies, and then after that, it's pretty much dead until the next kind of the next FIFA. If they can try and, especially speaking for content creators as well, we we know that compost tots most of the time. If there isn't much to do, you've got to find a new game to play. And obviously, EA and FIFA don't want that to happen. If they can keep you playing that one game for twelve months every single year, they're going to make more money as well. Like they they want people to constantly play in the game on the game and not say switch to like a full guys like guys last year things of like that um and i guess people can complain they don't get the top tier cards earlier but for obviously for ea and kind of for everyone too i think it's not always a bad thing to kind of have 12 months of game instead of it being a nine month game and that's it and you've got to kind of wait for the next one because again a lot of guys who play fifa purely only play fifa very rarely do you get a lot of guys who kind of dabble with fifa go to other games and obviously, we know as well the FIFA community is very diehard, and they'll log on every single day to see what content is there. And if there isn't content, they get annoyed. But again, there is ways around it. I think 
But I think definitely this year they are trying really, really hard to make sure that kind of we we wait for the better cards and the promo is a very slow, gradual transition to these top tier cards. And again, with Euros, there could be some Euro cards. I know if you said off podcast as well that EA haven't got the rights to the Euros, so they might add in these kind of international man of the match cards, things like that. But we'll have to wait and see. But obviously having a big international competition could kind of bring some interaction with the two, maybe some showdown cards, maybe like a European road to the final. Say if a, if a team wins a game, they get an upgrade, things like that for certain players. And obviously if there's an international showdown cards, they could be really good too. I'll kind of wait and see on the result of certain games. But we are going to go into probably the main part of the podcast today, which is going to be the European Super League discussion. Obviously we've had some good news now, at least in my opinion, that I know all the English teams have kind of disbanded from it. I know there's still talks going on right now, and I'm sure in the coming days and things like that, we'll hear more and more about it. But Greg, I want to start with you first, obviously being a Man United fan. What was your initial thought and opinion regarding the European Super League? Um, I was just like, why really? And then I thought, well, I understand why. I understand why the clubs, well, the owners are doing it. Money. Is that money talks. Money's a big thing, obviously, with with COVID, a lot of businesses and people like even Man United have suffered and they're just trying to, you know, secure the bag, but it's just greed in my opinion. Um, but obviously with the news tonight that all six uh, teams are, uh, you know, filing stuff to make sure that they're, they're not going to be in, in it. Um, I'm just happy it's, 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 it's ended this way. It's just, it's just a, it's a win for English football fans. They've all come together regardless if you're United fan, a Liverpool fan, Chelsea fan. You know, all fans have come together to show our support and, and you know get all this turnover um, so yeah I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad the, the, the for me I'm glad the fans have you know got behind it and got all the all the teams to you know uh, you know expand from it yeah uh, Lang but obviously being a Chelsea fan as well what were your thoughts as well and like what are your thoughts of the outcome outcome now so my initial thoughts were, I like everyone, I was kind of confused on why, but like Greg just said, it's, it was fairly obvious it was money. Um, I seen a graph that the 12 teams that were originally in it over the last two years were in debt of like 1.5 billion or something like that. That's a lot of money. But then again, that's not a COVID issue. That's not anything. It, that's an issue on the club's way they run, you know, like they're bringing these players and, 400 grand a week and they say the way to justify it is oh we can afford it we get these money this money from rights we get the t- the gate income we get merchandise sales up of that and then so we can afford giving these players but they clearly clearly can't if the 12 clubs in question are 1.5 billion in debt um, and they have to go create a, their own exclusive league to be able to fund playing these players. And then that comes down to obviously that comes down to, I know the owners are wrong, the chairman are wrong, but that comes down to agents as well. Um, forcing clubs to give players massive contracts. Um, I won't go into that part of it because that's just a another half an hour debate um, that I think people agree with anyway. Um, as a Chelsea fan and as a fan who goes home and away, like last year I went to every Champions League game and, or, the year before, well, obviously, the last year fans were at games, um, nineteen twenty season. Um, I went every Champions League home and away game, and like it's not easy coming from Ireland to go to these games. Technically, every game for me is is an away game, um, but the magic of some of the games was amazing. Like, um, I went to Ajax, Lille, and Valencia, um, and 
under this European Super League, there there would be three teams that wouldn't be in this league, and you lose the magic of going like. I'm not really. I'm a big traveler. I go around places. I go around places a lot. Um, but everything I do is for football reasons. So that just takes a massive chunk out of like what I do, out of everything in my my, my weekly life. Obviously pre-COVID, um, like I, I say, I work five days a week. My two days a week I was off were to go to football games. Um, I ran myself into the ground for my football club. Um, I spent, I worked five days a week to earn money to go to see my football team play. Um, if I wasn't going to see my football teams play, I was buying stuff from my football team, like merchandise and stuff like jerseys, etc. cetera, um, watching the games on TV here if I couldn't make it, if I was in work or something like that. Everything I'd done in my life was for my football team and it was genuinely like a kick in the teeth. Um, there was no respect given towards fans and it was, it's... Like obviously we got good news today, um, well over the last twenty four hours or so that teams were kind of pulling away from it, and now the announcement is that most teams are filing to get out of it. Um, it's still still a sour sour taste in my mouth over it. I, it's they have to they there's a lot they have to do now, and I don't know what they can do, but there's a lot they need to do. Um, football isn't in a good place even now. Even now, Obviously, the announcements have come out. It's still not in a good place. We know what they've done and we know what their intentions are. And we know where their their passion lies and that's money. Um, it's... Last two days have been... I've been quite angry. That, that's that's as simple as that. I've been, I've been angry. I've genuinely been angry. I've took down... As you can see, obviously, Max, you can see what I look like now. I've, I usually have three child tickets behind me. I've taken them all down. Um, I planned today not to originally watch my game. Um, I was like, I know obviously there's not, not much much of an impact on me not watching a game on TV. Um, but I was I was in my own head. I was done with my club. Like I, I I gave up everything over the last couple of years for my club, and um, I wasn't doing it anymore. Um, obviously, I watched the on social media. I watched all the protests today, and then just before kickoff, the announcement was that we were filing for. The removal of us out of the Super League. Um, and I watched it because of that. That's the only reason why I watched the game today. But it's still not, I still have a sour taste. Like it was a boring, boring game against Brighton. We drew nil-nil. Um, it was very poor. And I think actually that played a part in the players' heads as well, everything that was going on. And in a little bit in Brighton's heads as well. Um, and you could see it yesterday for Liverpool as well. I don't know if it's because of Liverpool's bad performances over the last few weeks. Um, but they only drew one one with Leeds, and we drew nil nil with Brighton. So the two teams that were in question of a didn't manage to get a win against bottom ten sides. Um, I don't know. Leeds are bottom ten, I think, aren't they? They're they're there or thereabouts. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure with but, everyone, uh, the way they go on about Bielsa, they should be the two Super League teams struggling to play against the bottom ten sides in the Premier League. Says it all. Aside from the money as well, though, would you say there was any other positives to this European Super League? The yeah. concept of it was. Not the worst. And I think UEFA are actually implementing some of the concepts out of it in the next few couple of years. And <clears throat> uh, like the whole league system instead of group stages. Um it might be the worst concept of all time. Um, but the one concept that was majorly a factor that annoyed people was the exclusiveness of this league and the invite only basis that it was kind of like a rich boy club. Um, and they what you can't even say you cannot say that it was done on merit. 
Um, Tottenham Hotspur were invited into it. The team have won one trophy over the last 30 years and it was a League Cup. A cup that you won't eat your food out of. Like it's, it's a completely irrelevant. And this club were invited and they have nothing going for them. Okay, yeah, they have a good bit of money and they have a nice stadium and they have a decent squad and they had a big manager. Obviously, he's been sacked since. Um, but they're not a big club. And anybody who says they are just doesn't know what they're on about. They are not a big club. Um, like Arsenal, okay, yeah, they have they have history, whatever. They have a good fan base, etc. Obviously, they haven't won much over the last few years besides a few FA Cups. There's a, there's a little bit of merit for them. Um, AC Milan and Inter Milan haven't won anything over the last what decade. Um, I know obviously, but it's about been about it's been over ten years since Inter won the treble. Um, I know Inter are going to win the Serie A this year and stuff. Um, but if you're having a Super League and you're inviting teams like Spurs and and I know PSG Bayern didn't join in obviously at their own discretion. Um, and and hats off to them really. Um, Obviously, other German clubs as well, Dortmund, Leipzig, that were invited in, they refused it. Um, but it's just weird, man. It's just everything about everything about it was fishy. It seems like it was targeted towards the Premier League, and to try and stop the growth of the Premier League. The fact that it was only three teams from each league, yet there was six teams in the Premier League. Um, and I know La Liga, Syria, Bundesliga, League One have all fallen behind the Premier League in recent years, not in terms of actual skill and players. Um, just in terms of like the money that the Premier League generates, um, and that's the reason why when you look at that graph of the twelve teams that were in the, the league, the bottom six teams in terms of revenue lost were the six Premier League sides, and the two clubs that were struggling the most were the two Spanish sides in Real Madrid and Barcelona. So it, you can kind of have a little conspiracy there. Was it was this league made to kind of halt the Premier League's growth, um, or for them to cash in on what we're gaining? Um, but it's yeah it's it's I'm just happy that it's coming to an end anyway yeah I mean obviously with the I think Florentino Paris came out and said yesterday and obviously it would have made would have made a lot of sense if he came out even if he had lied and said oh this is for the fans we want the experience to be better but the fact that he came out and said that this is for money money and money and that like it just leaves a sour taste in everyone's mouth and it's just so obvious what this was made for but Zell what are your takes on the European Super League. I obviously know being a Villa fan would have been a... Uh, do you think it would affect would affect Villa a lot or not? Villa would have become an irrelevant feeder club. And um, Villa... Uh, Jack's point about Chelsea... Oh, not Chelsea, about Spurs being irrelevant and not a big club. You'd have said the same about Chelsea or Man City if this was 15 years ago. Chelsea had a bit of history before that, but yeah. I'm not saying they've had none before that. But Chelsea were not one of the world's biggest teams ever until Abramovich took them over. Oh, no, no, no doubt about that. Like, okay, yeah, we won the Super Cup or the Cup Winners Cup in '98 and the FA Cup '97, and we were Champions League regulars. But yeah, you were right. We pre 2003, we weren't that much bigger than what Spurs are now. Chelsea but... wouldn't have been in a Super League. If it had been 15 no, but that years that ago. was that was well 16 years ago now, so we kind of moved. That's on. it's not my, my point's not to get a buy out. I know, I know, I know exactly. Yeah, Man City. Some people joke they were founded in 2008. These teams have basically bought the way into being huge. United and Liverpool have done that over 60 years. They've just done it over a longer period of time. It's a myth that Man City and Chelsea have, done, in my opinion. I've defended these clubs and I've said 
financial fair play. UEFA and FIFA are not angels either. They're no, no, no. They're, no. they're corrupt, and I don't like people defending them. Like, there's a reason that these clubs wanted to get away from them because UEFA and FIFA are awful. And financial fair play was a joke system to try stop Chelsea, try stop PSG, try stop Man City with new money. And the only way these clubs could catch the big old boys of Europe, like Juve, Real Madrid, Man U, Liverpool, was to spend a load of money quick. Because Man U have spent a lot of money over 60 years. Liverpool spent a lot. In the 90s, Man U spent way more than any other Premier League team. They also had a great manager and a great youth academy. It was class of 92. But Man U spent a lot of money. And Man U fans try to pretend they didn't. And they say, oh, look, Chelsea spent way more. Yeah, because inflation. Transfer fees in the noughties and the tens are way more than the 90s. But based on relative stats and salaries, Man U have just as bad as Chelsea, Man City. It's a myth that these clubs have just bought stuff. But my point comes that big teams change every 15, 20 years based on a bunch of things, but a lot of it is money spent. And if we didn't have a Super League now, and we had it in 15 years' time, and it came about, those six English teams, there'd be at least two or three that would probably be different. Aston Villa right now are the third richest owners in the Premier League, and we're apparently planning to spend it this season because um, our third year of TV money is coming in because it's our third year in the Premier League. Who's saying Villa wouldn't in five years suddenly be up there? I'm not saying we will. I'm not making any predictions about that. But my point about big teams being in the Super League is that Chelsea weren't a huge, huge club like they are now. I don't think anyone would not argue that Chelsea are top 10 in the world now. Man City 10 years ago just about was starting to get there. But... Fi- how long, um, how long is it since Man City were in, like, League 2? Was that 20 years ago? Maybe yeah, a bit longer? It was, it was a while back, yeah. yeah Man- early 2000s. Yeah, Man City at the turn of the millennium, I'm not even sure we're in the Prem. Like, these these are teams that... Like, football's not a 10-year-old, 20-year-old or 30-year-old sport that Sky Sports would make you believe. It's 150 years old, um, and... These billionaire owners have just tried to come and tear the fabric of the beautiful game apart just to make more money. I think we all agree it's all about money, really. And I quite like some of the concepts, like you said, Jack, but the exclusivity tears it all apart and that ruins it. Ajax have won four European Cups, I think. Um, There was like a thing where it was like 19 Cups had been won by a variety of teams who weren't in it. And then you've got Man City have not even made a final. They probably will make it this year or get close. Have they got PSG, is it? Probably whoever PSG. wins. Yeah. I know that Chelsea and Madrid are good and they could win, but I think Man- the winner of Man City PSG is the favourite. I think we'd agree. Yeah, even as, Chelsea, as, yeah. as a Chelsea fan, and even though we bet them in the FA Cup semi-final, I still, if the final was City-Chelsea, I'd still, I'd still back to City. Yeah, this. those are the, probably the two better teams left, but anything can happen in a one-off game. But my point is that a lot of these teams have not got the greatest history and tradition, but because, and there's this thing about the debt. These teams are in so much debt. And I think it's, honestly, it's disgusting, a disgrace that they've used COVID as an excuse. Yes, they've lost a lot of money to COVID. Billionaires have lost a lot of money. But you've got Arsenal sacking their mask on 60-plus members of staff while they're paying players hundreds of thousands and they're using this to make 300-plus million a year. Like, these billionaire owners can take the hit. 
for a year. There's people who've died because of COVID all over the world. There's people who've lost their jobs, houses, all sorts of issues that are a lot bigger than what these billionaires have suffered in the last year. And to come out in the global pandemic and try ruin football for anyone but them to make money and use is they've used COVID as an excuse. They've, that's what Perez was basically saying, that we've been forced to do this because of the pandemic and yeah. losing money. But they were always going to... This, this hasn't come about in six months. They've, they've not just... Losing, they've been losing money for years. It's not yeah. a new thing. Yeah. These clubs are mismanaged. The messy situation and wanting to leave and all the debt was before COVID. All these clubs spend beyond their means. To, and that's one of the reasons they're such big clubs. Spurs' plan is to pay off debt with the stadium... But if Spurs still in White Hart Lane, they wouldn't have been invited to this Super League. They've got one. I've been to the stadium. It's amazing. It's an insane stadium. But if they did not have that stadium, I don't think they'd be in the Super League or wouldn't have been invited, all that. But they spent, they went way beyond the means into debt to do it. The biggest clubs are normally the biggest clubs because they spent a lot. So why, why does that mean they can go into debt, become a bigger club, and then just go into an exclusive league because they're suddenly the biggest club because they spent more and ruined the pyramid for other teams? Aston Villa, like I said, would be a feeder club because the the Premier League would be irrelevant. The Premier League title would be irrelevant because they would just be playing the best players in the Super League and there's no European qualification, is there? So what's the point in it anymore? And Yeah, I, I would have said the same if it was Aston Villa accepting it. Obviously, we're not a big enough club to have been invited, but made me angry, upset. I've seen a lot of fans outside of England saying, oh, they don't get what's bad about it. I don't think they understand the culture it's all the time. Of, um, I think I was saying off court, off, off before we even started this, about like uh, Liverpool, for example, like the, you'll never walk alone means a lot more to the fans than just football. The United City over the Hillsborough disaster. My wife went to university in Liverpool and if you got, if you saw someone with a Sun newspaper there, they'd be chastised over it. Football, like you were saying, base Jack, football's your life. That's basically it what is, I got from it you. Is. It is, yeah. And that's the same for Chelsea fans, for United fans, Liverpool fans, and then the hundreds of clubs that would be ruined by this. And these billionaire owners don't give a, I don't want to say the word, don't give a toss about these fans and these clubs that they would ruin and. For me, that was the worst part. But to put a bright spin on it, it's probably been the first time I've really seen football fans unite over anything. We've seen um, all this. Um, Bamford said it last night, and I think it was a good point, that we can unite over this, but why can't we unite over racism and things like that? I wish football fans could unite over that and try stamp things like that out of the same passion they've done this. I get that quote as well, and I agree with it. But at the yeah. same time... Racism is massive, as in yeah, racism is worldwide. It's there's millions of people that are would be considered racist people, and it's it's disgusting, right? Yeah, we're, yeah, targe- course, we're yeah. targeting. This is targeting twelve people. No, no, no. I accept. I, that. I, I, yeah, I, get, I, I, I know exactly where he's come from as well, but it's kind of like okay, yeah, we racism should all racism and yeah, hate yeah. should always be the number one priority, and it is at the moment. It is over the last. Six, seven months, it has been, right? But 
yeah, this is this is an issue that if it's not tackled straight away, this will get out of hand. My, my point's will... more about fans uniting, like we yeah. have. Oh this. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 been brilliant as well. It's been yeah. brilliant that we can put rivalries aside and all join to one cause. But like before the Chelsea game, Alan Smith was on talking about it, and he was quite annoyed over like an Arsenal standing in a, the whole thing situation as well. But he was saying football to us is like a religion. We yeah. go to a stadium every week, our church. We read. We sing songs together, or we we read our whatever. I don't know what the word is called. So Programs. Pro- program a hymn. No, we what's what's the word? In it? Yeah, exactly. And it's Bible. our program. Yeah, exactly. Like it's the exact same. It is our religion. It's all we think about week in week out. It's all we want to do. We we organize to go at a certain time every weekend to our stadium to watch our team play. It's it's a religion, and it, it just simply is a religion. And as you say, for Liverpool, I know lot the Liverpool fans I know from Liverpool. It is the only thing they have is football and their club, and that's all they live for. And I, I've been in the same boat as well. If I if I didn't have football, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, and these fans have been called legacy fans. Yeah, it's honestly it's disgusting. And Man United, 1878, Newton Heath, founded by railway workers. They weren't founded by the Glazers in the noise when they bought them. They're founded by railway workers in a community that built the club to where it is now. Arsenal called the Gunners. Because they came from works in a munition factory. It's a working man's game that's been tried to be hijacked by billionaires. And there's also a reason why we all have a mutual reason for being in this podcast because of our, our relation with FIFA. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say it for any of your opinions, but from my opinion, there's one reason and one reason only why I play FIFA. Not because the gameplay is good, not because the content's good. It's because I love FIFA football. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's simple. Great. It's the it's the only football game we really have. Like I'm not going to play Pez. Obviously, we have Football Manager, which is a simulation game, and it's it's not probably, the same as playing. Players, it's not the same as playing. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's what we want to do. You know, that's that's the all, all the re- same reason. All four of us have probably played a good bit of football through our lives. Like whether that's been at a high level, Greg, um, or whether that's at low level, five aside myself. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like there's a reason why we're all here. It's because of football and. We were being robbed of that by a couple of billionaires that want to make a little bit more money. Obviously, yeah, going back, like I said, luckily for now, it's all kind of over and done with. But I feel like, obviously, I know Jack spoke about it a little bit earlier is that there was what could there be as a punishment wise? I know a few things are said. Um, but it just seems crazy that all of this could have could have actually happened. Like I said, luckily now, within two days, it's kind of been nipped in the bud. And obviously going back to things as well is that it shows what football fans United can really do and just hopefully moving forward with obviously other issues going on with the game, things like racism, homophobia, things like that. If we do come together and really fight for it, there's loads of other things that we can stop and get out of the game. And I feel like some things might be harder to get rid of things like that. But obviously we've seen within the past few days how much people really care about certain things and issues in the game, such as the Super League, and now what's happened. So what, what is to say we, we can't do more things as a kind of collective um, and go from there, really? But obviously, again, touching back to FIFA too, there, there, was, there was issues I saw with FIFA as well. I know there was a few things regarding copyright and things like that. Um, obviously, if the Super League did kind of split apart, then will we lose these players from the game and things like that? And... I do think the kind of copyright stuff is a big part of it too. Again, you look, you look at Pro Evolution Soccer, obviously their their big issue is they don't have the rights to every single team. And 
for example, if FIFA did, did lose these 12 teams and these team, these 12 teams players, it would be a completely different game. And it's not just the fact that ruins just football and kind of what you support. Again, like I said, being an ex-City fan as well, I think it would be a trickle-down effect too, all the way down to the bottom. Obviously, I know, Greg, do you think it would really affect a lot of non-league and lower league stuff or not? Um, I don't think, no. If it, it, it went ahead, obviously, it's not going to... I think they've just come out, say, they, they just posted their... Um, um, a statement now, but I no, I, I I don't think it would. I think it would actually open a little bit more money from the FA to be able to put into grassroots and lower league, non-league clubs because they're not trying to you know finance these massive clubs in um, in the top leagues. But uh, like we've all said, I think it's the fact that the fans are all come together as one. Seeing Liverpool United fans agreeing on summit, you know, your Tottenham Arsenal fans actually agreeing agreeing with each other. It's 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 a good day for football. Yeah, exactly. But we are gonna, we're going to wrap things up there because I think we could be here all night <laughs> talking about this. Definitely, it's definitely a big, big topic and a big subject. And like I said we're just glad now that there is kind of light at the end of the tunnel and kind of we're, we're nipping things in the bud now. Just have to remain to be seen in the coming days what does happen from this and if there is kind of any consequences or things that do happen for these teams that did try and sign up for this. We are going to go through our three guests and where you can find them. Zalonis, we'll start with you first. Where could people find you? Uh, Zalonis on Twitter, Zalonis FIFA on YouTube, and Zalonis92 on Twitch. And what days do you stream currently? Um, it's been a bit over the place recently because there's not a lot to do on FIFA, but generally afternoons, and then I will probably stream afternoon and evenings during team of the season for on weekend leagues. Sounds good. And Greg, where can people find you? Uh, over on Twitch, uh, Greg Hartley with two Gs over on Twitter. Same again, but with an underscore. Um, stream is a bit spread out right now. Obviously, the new job and obviously football has just come back. So, um, once everything settles down, we'll be uh, streaming a lot more with team of the season. So, yeah, sounds good. And King Lampard, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter and Twitch, both King Lampard. Um, and my stream schedule at the moment is Wednesday to Monday. Um, actually, sorry, Thursday to Monday, with Tuesday and Wednesday is my days off. And from around 5 p.m. UK time to about 8 p.m. UK time. Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much, guys. If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Also, if you've enjoyed this pod, make sure to check out our other ones and follow us on Twitter at For Foot's Sake Pod for all things FIFA related and updates on future podcasts. New episodes are released weekly every Wednesday, so make sure you follow us on your preferred listening platform to be notified when we release our new episodes. <laughs>